You are now listening to the Autoimmune Doc Podcast with Dr. Taylor Crick. Dr. Taylor is an expert in helping those suffering with autoimmune disease, and he himself has autoimmune disease. Autoimmunity is rampant today. The purpose of this podcast is to educate about the underlying causes and natural solutions to halt autoimmune disease progression. This podcast is for educational purposes only and is not intended as medical advice. For more information from Dr. Taylor, visit www.autoimmuneeducationacademy.com. Without further ado, here's your host, Dr. Taylor Crick. Welcome to the Autoimmune Doc Podcast. This is your host, Dr. Taylor Crick, and I love teaching and educating on the underlying mechanisms behind chronic disease and autoimmunity. Today's episode is how to survive in a toxic world. So it's about some, just some important concepts about detox. I'm doing a, a detox series. I know I already kicked it off with one called Toxins, 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 and then another one about the four worst thyroid toxins. And it's been a little while, so today I'm trying to get some of these podcasts done. I'm actually going to keep my eye on the clock today because I'm actually recording this episode in between patient visits, which I've never done before, um, but I had a little gap and a little bit of time. So for those of you that don't know, that's what I do for you know a living, um, is see patients and, and clients and help them uh, understand their health puzzle, help them solve their health puzzles. I see a lot of mold. I see a lot of chronic autoimmunity. I see a lot of chronic fatigue. I see a lot of people that have you know, been to a lot of different specialists and kind of tried everything. And maybe they're really educated from you know, YouTube and, and books and podcasts and things like that, but they just don't know where to go next. I work with people virtually all over the country. And I also see people in person here in my brick and mortar locally in Illinois. So, and you can also, if you're interested in that, you could schedule a free 15 minute phone console. You could schedule a new patient appointment. Um, any of that info is available on the podcast. I'll put the link in. You can find us on Instagram. You can find us at, um, the autoimmune doc podcast.com. Um, yeah, my Instagram handle is autoimmune doc. And on YouTube as well, I'm going to link some YouTube videos in today's episode for sure. So, and also let's start with that. So a couple of the old episodes that are good to go back to, you know, today we're talking about toxins and important concepts for detoxification. So I've got a lot of info about mold. Um, So I think that going back and listening to any of the mold episodes are really just good just in general as far as toxins. It is the number one toxin that people, you know, are exposed to regularly, don't know it and affects their life the most uh, by far, in my opinion. I'll talk about some of the other things, of course, but also go back to the mitochondrial episodes. Those are really relevant to, you know, any anything, any case, any health, any person, anybody with a heartbeat, anybody with a pulse. Um, so mitochondria, toxins damage mitochondria. So going back and listening and, and now, uh, uh, you know, educating yourself, I guess, on what mitochondria are and what they do are really important. And then also on YouTube that I will link in the show notes, I have a video. It's, I don't know how, how old it is now. It's certainly not new, but all the info is still relevant. And it's called Detox Pathways and protocols. And so I just talk about, I like talking about big picture, like the things that I do for people are all very customized and very personalized based on their symptoms, based on their history, based on their overlapping things, also sometimes based on their genetics, you know, so 
it's hard to ask me like, what do you do for detox? Because you know I carry fifty different things that we do for detox. But when you understand these overall concepts, you understand like, okay, glutathione and methylation and the cell membranes and the mitochondria and like the different toxins we're trying to target, binders, saunas. So that's kind of what I'm going to talk about today. And I do have that video. Um, where I go through, again, the same thing, detox pathways and protocols, like how to use which supplements for which targeted mechanisms. You know, if you're trying to support the liver, or you're trying to support bioflow or, you know, whatever the, the, the case is. So we all live in a toxic world. I, I think we can all agree on that. You know, again, go back and listen to the last episode or two episodes ago, toxins, toxins, toxins. But the goal of this episode is to talk about really, you know, starting off with kind of the bucket theory that really explains it all and some of the factors that influence your bucket's capacity and its current levels. And then the next two episodes are about how to empty the bucket and how to keep the bucket empty. But today, that's what I want to start with. So I have 10 things today that we're going to talk about. Um, And so the first one is the bucket theory. The bucket theory really explains everything. And it's an oversimplification, but it's really accurate. If you are getting sicker, why is your bucket filling? Why is it not emptying? Those are the two questions you have to ask. Either how can I empty my bucket faster? So maybe your, you know, uh, your gut's not moving. You're not pooping things out. Maybe your bile's not flowing. So your bucket is accumulating with toxins. So as you're exposed to some of these major toxins that are out there, like for example, mold, as I mentioned, heavy metals, certainly, air pollution, uh, formaldehyde is a, a new big one that's been a hot topic around my office. I got a formaldehyde meter, and I've been lending it out to some people, and it's like super interesting to find what people are finding because we're finding high levels of formaldehyde. Um, phthalates, phthalates, you know, very common with uh, infertility and, and like, you know, shortening of certain anatomical distances on, on males. Um, and the masculinization of females and just different things with, uh, you know, reproductive stuff. And also, like any endocrine disrupting chemicals, there's a zillion of them out there. I, t- I had a patient yesterday and I said, you know, we're just kind of talking through environment, environment, environment. And she's very, 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 very sensitive, has multiple chemical sensitivity. And I said, you know, she's, and now she's, she said, I'm able to do so much more at yoga. I'm not getting vertigo. I'm not getting fatigue. Like I'm able to, I was able to do a head. She showed me a picture of her doing a headstand. She's like, there's no way I would have been able to do that. And I said, do you bring your own yoga mat? Because that's one of the major, you know, toxins are in things like yoga mats or, um, and she thought I was talking about cleanliness. She's like, no, they wipe them all down with a disinfectant. I'm like, oh, gosh, uh, that makes me even cringe more. But I meant more for like a low off-gassing yoga mat. And we kind of Googled this together. I showed her, um, you know, what I was finding, which was not very much. But you can get low-toxin mattresses, low-toxin couches, low-toxin carpet, and low-toxin yoga mats. Um, other things, plastics, you know, big time. And I, I forget if I just already mentioned this, but a great book for this, there's a ton of great toxin books out there, but especially for the phthalates and the reproductive stuff, there's a book called Countdown, Countdown by Shanna Swan. She's a PhD. And she is the one that first published the research showing how if male testosterone levels and sperm counts and motility, sperm motility continues to decrease at the rate at which it's been decreasing, we will be majority infertile as a species 
pretty soon. I forget the year, but it's like 2040 or something. It's like right around the corner. But we know that that's a huge, huge issue. And it's because people's toxic bucket is filling faster than it's able to empty. Your body has an amazing ability to detoxify, right? And so, and some people, stupid people are like, why would I take supplements? That's what my liver's for. And uh, I think that that's just dumb in today's world because the buckets are emptying so fast. You've got to be consciously doing things that empty the bucket. So first thing I want to talk about are how does that bucket get empty? I think we understand how it gets full, toxins, 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 right? But how does it get empty? So the first thing I'm going to talk about is breathing. And I'm not going to talk about that very much, but you just think like, how does our body get rid of toxins? You know, and I think that breathing is one that, you know, first off, breath work is very important. I'm not trying to down breath work by any means, but the reason it's important is more for the nervous system effects that it has. But breathing isn't one that you can really speed up the excretion of toxins, but we know that the body gets rid of toxins through our breath. That's why they do breath alcohol content test, BAC test to see how you know, much you're blowing into a breathalyzer, how much alcohol is likely going to be in your blood, your blood alcohol content. Um, But breathing is one of the ways that the body gets rid of toxins. Even carbon dioxide is a toxin that we want to get rid of as waste. The next one is peeing. So through your genitourinary system, or I should just maybe say your urinary system, but uh, your kidneys and and through peeing. Yeah, I mean, basically, that's, that's it. So you want to be peeing often, and you want to be hydrated, you know, even on a cellular level. I don't have that much to say, you know, about about this exact topic. Um, but I do think that, and, and my point too is I often will tell people like with a sauna, I'll say, hey, your body has four ways of getting rid of things, breathing, peeing, pooping, and sweating. Three of the four of those we don't really want to speed up. You know, you don't want to be peeing all the time and, and staying hydrated is really, really important, of course, but you don't really want to speed that up too much of where you're peeing all the time. It doesn't really help your body detox. Pooping is another one that you want to be pooping often and you want to be pooping regularly, certain, but you don't want to be over pooping. You know, I see quite a bit of that. And trust me, those people, they want to, they want to slow things down for sure. But that's one of the ways that your body gets rid of toxins. So peeing your body, uh, the the liver filters toxins and then passes them along in a way to the kidneys. And the kidneys also filter toxins, filter blood and filter the urine and get rid of toxins in the urine. There's more toxins in the pee, but the urine gets rid of a lot of toxic metabolites. So, uh, so um, the metabolites that come from these detox processes. That's why testing things in the urine could sometimes be really, really beneficial because it says, what is your body trying to get rid of? What is your body trying to break down? Or what is your body, you know, what system is overstressed? Because we could tell that your body's trying really, really hard to get rid of something. There are things that can be frankly measured in the urine, like mycotoxins. Your body does absolutely excrete toxins through the urine, mycotoxins, metals, also through the sweat, all these things. Um, but the peeing is, and the kidneys, the kidneys are the major organ for that. So I, I'm getting a little off track here, but breathing, peeing, but then pooping. So pooping is is really, you know, an important one. And for multiple reasons, for obvious reasons, for one is like, you don't want waste. 
sitting inside your body, right? Uh, or sitting inside, you know, anywhere. That's one of the reasons why we've had such dramatic health changes in the last, you know, several hundred years is just not because of the advent of, of certain health interventions. It's more so because of hygiene and just not being in, in you know, waste and excrement matter. So you want to be pooping. Cellcore, Cellcore uh, Bioscience is a great supplement company, also known as Microbe Formulas. That's their like general line. They have a great graphic for this that I love showing patients. You know, I do a ton of graphics and show people a ton of pictures, very visual, whether they're virtual or they're in person. But it's the Cellcore Detox Funnel. And what it has is at the bottom is the colon. And I think that everybody can relate to this because you see this and it's like, hey, if you're not pooping, nothing's getting out. And everybody can relate to that. So we want to be pooping. We want to be pooping regularly. That's one of the ways that the bucket gets empty. What happens is the liver and the, and the gallbladder, the liver really, I should just say, the liver detoxes certain things. And we're going to talk about that also. Um, but the liver detoxes things, puts them into the bile. The bile gets dumped into the poop, and then that's how it gets out of your body. So you want to be doing that regularly, and you want to have good bile flow so that those toxins are getting in there and then getting out into the toilet. Um, but then the next one is sweating. So I like talking about sweating because sauna is just such a, a you know amazing thing. So I don't I don't do it every day. I wish I did. I've actually considered getting one of the at home saunas. I live like a mile and a half from my office. So it, every time I think about it, I'm like that just sounds lazy. I have a great sauna here, but sometimes it's like you know I want to go home. I want to be with my kids at the end of the day, and it's 110 degrees out. The last thing I want to do is sauna. But I have done it the last two days. I'll probably do it today as well. And we just see great results from it. And I think that in general, in the detox world, sauna is a pretty well-accepted way of detoxifying. There's, uh, there's a myriad of studies showing different things found in sweat, including uh, parabens, phthalates, mycotoxins, uh, BPA from plastic. You know, Tons of things have been found in the sweat. So it's just another way. So I always use the metaphor of like, pretend like you're at a basketball game or something and you only got three doors open at the end of the game. Well, what if you can open up a couple more doors? P people are going to get out faster, right? The building's going to empty quicker. Or, or, you know, imagine again, if you're same metaphor, but let's say that somebody pulls a fire alarm or there is actually a fire, the more exits that are open, the better when it comes to detox and keeping your bucket empty. So I, I made a list again of 10 things, um, you know, just in, in general, but, um, and then I'm going to go in and talk about them a little bit more, but that one was sweating. The next one is related to the gut, but it's liver and bile flow. So when your gut is not working, toxins back up into the liver and bile. And that's again, part of the cell core graphic. That's just a really good visual explanation. But when your liver and bile ducts are not open, the body will push toxins out through alternative pathways like the kidneys or the or the or the skin um so that that's uh you know something that you want to be concerned about or be aware of if somebody has skin issues like cystic acne or just different things i'm often looking at the gallbladder and the liver and bile flow so there's things you can do to stimulate bile flow like take bitters or taurine, or phosphatidylcholine, or I use Tudka. There's things you can do for the liver also, like milk thistle, or coffee enemas, or um, 
gosh, you know, B vitamins, glutathione. You know, I'll talk about those in, in kind of the future episodes for sure. But there's a lot you can do to make sure that liver and bile is flowing. It's an interesting thing because like gallbladder is the number one outpatient surgery in, in, in America, I believe. Um, and it's very common. And a lot of times people have no warnings. I see people all the time that, you know, start to get some gallbladder pain or have some weird abdominal pain, or they go in for a, for a scope or an ultrasound and they're like, Oh, yep. I got stones. I got a surgical consult. And it's like, well, first off, that's not necessarily a good solution to just go in and remove that organ but it's just very very common and often there are no warning signs and it's most common in my number one demographic which is women around i say like mom age like 30s to 40s it doesn't mean that it can't happen in your 60s doesn't mean that it can't happen in men i see i see every demographic and ethnicity and you know gender and whatever it can happen in but that's most relevant so supporting gallbladder and bile flow and liver detoxification is really, really, really important. And especially, those are two different things also, supporting liver detox and supporting bile flow, but they're intimately, intimately related. The next one is lymphatic drainage. So how do the toxins get to the filters like the kidney and the liver in the first place, the lymph helps carry toxins, helps carry pathogens and antigens and, and things to your lymph nodes where they can be looked at by the immune system and be kind of scoped out. So the lymph has to be moving, which is another thing that you cannot test for and it's very, very common. So some of the signs and symptoms might be like water retention, cellulite, weight gain, bloating, but again, it's very, very hard to know, is your lymph moving or is your lymph stagnant? So exercise helps the lymph drain. You can get lymphatic drainage uh, massage where they use actually kind of like a electromagnetic stimulation to keep the lymph moving, which I think is very interesting. You can also do things like dry brushing or rebounding. Rebounding is a really good one. Or even like contrast showers can kind of help with the contractions and keep the lymph moving um, and then there's also lymphogenic supplements too, but you've got to keep the lymph moving as one of those detox pathways. The next one that we're going to talk about a little more in detail, but is cell membranes. Um, and so some of these are often overlooked. You hear about the lymph, you hear about rebounding, you hear about coffee enemas, you hear about saunas, but cell membranes are incredibly, incredibly important. So one of the things that happens with toxins is lipid peroxidation, which means that these cell membranes get oxidized and you need good cell membranes. So let's talk about that cell membranes for the first part. So your cell membranes are like the gate around your cells. They let good things into the cells. They let bad things out of the cells. They are made of fat. So they are largely, there's a lot of omega-3s in there. So as you get an imbalanced omega-3 to omega-6 ratio, your cell membranes get become hardened and stiffened and do not let good things in and bad things out. This is also part of something called the cell danger response. So when you get into what's called a cell danger response from things like toxins, your, your cell membranes change. The phospholipids in your cell membranes change and they harden and they don't they like they decrease cell to cell communication. So they decrease fluidity. There's decrease uh, pathogen, you know, uh, 
egress and ingress, meaning going in, going out, and there's decreased cell-to-cell communication in those phospholipids. So omega-3 is very important for cell membranes, and also phosphatides, phosphatidylcholine, phosphatidylethanolamine, phosphatidylserine, phosphatidylinositol, largely phosphatidylcholine. Like over 50% of your cell membrane is made of phosphatidylcholine. Choline, just in general, is very important for bile flow, is very important for acetylcholine. It's also a methyl donor. So sometimes your body will steal choline or have a higher need for choline through different genetics and things, which I'm going to talk about in a little bit here. Um, but you, so your cell membranes need omega-3s, they need phosphatidylcholine, they need these things for good membrane. The other thing that happens with the membranes is they're made of fat, so they get damaged by toxins, they get peroxidized. They also decrease their fluidity and decrease their cell-to-cell communication in a, in a dangerous state, in a cell-danger state. But they're also made of fat. So fat-soluble toxins, like heavy metals and mold toxins, some of the scarier of the toxins, fat-soluble toxins will literally store in those cell membranes. So you need to do what's called an oil change where you're turning over those lipids. There's a whole thing behind this by a guy named Garth Nicholson. He's a PhD. It's called a lipid replacement therapy. But it's as you're turning over these new lipids, the mitochondrial membrane is made of lipids. The cell membrane is made of lipids. And these lipids get damaged by toxins and they need to be replaced and turned over as part of getting rid of the toxins that are inside the cell membrane but also as part of repairing the damage. Like if your fence had been broken, you need to repair that fence. So you like, you know, kind of like leaky gut, you know, um, but that that's the cell membranes. The next one I already touched on a little bit um, is the mitochondria. Um, and so that, you know, is just important for everything. Flux, flux through the mitochondria powers detoxification along with everything else. So you want your body to have good, healthy mitochondria. In fact, the mitochondria in the liver, the liver is very mitochondrial dense. And toxins like solvents accumulate literally in the mitochondria of the liver, and they block certain functions like fatty acid beta oxidation, and then deplete your body of something called carnitine, and then that jacks up metabolism, that jacks up ATP production, that jacks up everything. Toxins can also, like on mitochondrial lab tests, some of the markers that will be abnormal will say, like there are multiple causes for this marker being abnormal, but the most common cause, like succinic, succinic acid, that's a Krebs cycle metabolite. And when that's abnormal on labs, it says the most common cause for this is exposure to a host of toxic chemicals. So toxins damage the mitochondria. They block fatty acid beta oxidation. They can cause glycolysis. They can damage Krebs cycle function. So again, if none of that makes any sense, go back to the podcast and listen to it. But if you've been exposed to toxins, if you're having symptoms from toxins, you know, also long COVID and mitochondria, I'm going to be talking about that a lot in the future. Um, but, you know, different things damage the mitochondria. So if you can understand how to keep your mitochondria healthy, that is literally the key to aging. That is literally the key to health. That is literally the key to energy. That's not hyperbole. It's like it, it, it's, it's literal. Um, 
the last thing I'm going to talk about is, is relevant genes. So relevant genes, there's so many genes that are involved in detox. Now, people will say, like, okay, I have an MTHFR, which that's the only one that they know about. And I'm like, okay, what about the others? There are so many. So some of the most famous I'm going to go through and talk about. But a lot of times when somebody has, like, why is somebody's bucket full when their husband or wife's bucket is empty or, or it doesn't seem to be overflowing? And genes are often the answer. I see a lot of family members, a lot of, you know, mothers and kids, fathers and kids, a lot of sisters, a lot of multi, like I see uh, two families of multi-generations where I see at least three generations, like on the, on the woman's side, like the grandma, the mom, the daughter. Um, and the genetics, I mean, the genetics, it's, it's unbelievable. Um, and it's not like, do you have blonde hair, blue eyes? It's like, why is your toxic bucket full? And a lot of times the symptoms are different, very different. But they have two things that they share, environment for many, 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 many years at least, and genetics. So the genes are really interesting. A lot of these genes have to do with what's called methylation. And really, you know, before I even jump into this, sorry to jump around. I know it's a podcast, but I'm going to go back and talk about the liver for a second because I talked about bile and bile flow, but a lot of these genes regulate things in the liver. So in the liver, a couple really important concepts. One, you have phase one and phase two detoxification. So phase one and phase two. So a toxin needs to go through phase one and then phase two, and then it's able to be excreted. If your phase one is working well, but your phase two is not, that's actually worse than it makes the toxin more toxic and more dangerous. If your phase one is working poorly and your phase two is working great, that's also not a good thing. You need a balance between phase one and phase two. In these phases, there are different things that happen, like cytochrome P450 enzymes are more of a phase one thing. Uh, conjugation, glycine conjugation and glucuronidation tend to be more of phase two things. There's some crossover, certainly, and methylation. So the important concepts here are uh, cytochrome P450, which you don't need to know what that means. It's just one of the detox pathways. Conjugation, conjugation, so glutathione conjugation, glycine conjugation, uh, and glucuronidation. And then the last one is methylation. So methylation is very, very important. And that's where I'm going with a lot of these genes anyway. That's what made me think to talk about this liver stuff. Because methylation is very famous, but it's also very, very, very complex. And it's very, 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 very much more than like, I have an MTHFR. So methylation means that you have uh, methylation, what methylation means is like single carbon metabolism. So it's a methyl group is a CH3, and it's just the transfer of a carbon basically from one molecule to another. That methylation process powers literally like everything. So single carbon metabolism is important for the transfer of all these different things. And so if you have these certain genes like, like MTHFR, MTHFR, it means that that enzyme works slower. And that enzyme converts folic acid, folate, into its active form 
of called L5-MTHF. So the last step for that is methyl tetrahydrofolate reductase or MTHFR. So if you have that gene, that step is slow. So it means that you have a higher need, depending on your SNPs, which are your, your genetic mutations, it means that you have a higher need for folate, for B9 uh, during pregnancy and all times, you know, um, and especially that active form. You could take that active form. Folate comes from leafy green vegetables and things. You could take that active form, which is L5-MTHF, and you skip over a slow MTHFR. So that one's super relevant, super common, super famous, and you need more folate, but there's a ton of others. So let's talk about those. Um, how about like with the liver, you know, glutathione, you need glutathione. So some of the genes for that, GST, GSTP, um, GSTX, I think is another one, um, CBS, the transsulfuration genes, those are very, very important for glutathione usage and production. So sometimes we'll see that, you know, somebody's body might be like low on homocysteine because homocysteine is being shunted into glutathione production. And those are all CBS genes. I know I'm talking about a lot of crazy stuff right now, but when you have these genetic reports, you can kind of see, and you know, you've got, you know, 25,000 genes, you're not looking for like, hey, I got an MTHFR. Uh, MTRR is another one that I think is more uh, uh, B12, cobalamin, um, might be folate also, I forget, but COMT, COMT, that's catechoomethyltransferase, that, that enzyme detoxifies dopamine adrenaline, noradrenaline, and estrogen. So a lot of people have COMT issues and it causes like ADHD type stuff. It can also, you can have it slow, you can have it fast, but it also could cause estrogen dominance because it detoxifies estrogens. The next one, it's a phase two uh, detox thing too. The next one is PEMT, which is also estrogen dependent. So those two can kind of be a bad combo if you have a COMT, so maybe you have more estrogen, then excess estrogen causes gallbladder sludge through PEMT and some things with, with those. So PEMT takes phosphatidylethanolamine. This sounds like Chinese, I'm sure. And it converts it into phosphatidylcholine. So if you don't, if you have PEMT genes, which I have, I have MTHFR, uh, heterozygous, double heterozygous, which means I have one bad from mom, one good one from dad, or vice versa, plus minus. But COMT, I have plus, 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 double homozygous. PEMT, I'm homozygous. So both of those are not great. I actually have really bad liver genes. The next one is maybe HNMT, which detoxifies histamine. Uh, CYP, the cytochrome P450 genes. Um, aldehyde dehydrogenase. You know, there's tons to that. So I don't want to keep just talking, you know, alphabet soup here um, about these genes. But here's what you can do. Here's what I recommend people do. I don't do genetic testing. Um, it is very, 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 very easy to get sold on genetic testing. And it is generally garbage. So what I have people do is do a, a 23andMe or Ancestry.com or things like that. And then there's different softwares that you can run it through like Stratagene or a free one is NutraHacker. So on NutraHacker, that's N-U-T-R-A hacker.com. There's a free methylation and detox report. So you can upload your 23andMe or Ancestry.com raw data, and you get a free report of a lot of just your detox and methylation genes. 
I think they are the most important when it comes to, you know, genetic subsets. I've seen all my, you know, my cognitive genes and my longevity genes and all these things, and none of them really matter to the function of your day-to-day life in the same way that your detox and your methylation genes matter to your everyday life. So I think that these actually do impact a lot of symptomatology and a lot of how full is your bucket is largely based on these genes. A lot of these genes are like, how many holes do you have in your bucket? And then sometimes targeting those genes specifically with, you know, folate or methylation support, whatever the case is, um, targeting those genes is like opening those holes in the bucket a little bit wider so that things drain out a little bit more. So let me do a recap real quick. So the point of this episode, I think, was just some of these major concepts about detox pathways, how things get out. But more importantly, I think, is just understanding that concept of the bucket. When I have a patient who is not progressing at the rate that I expect, I basically say something is still going on. Something is still filling your bucket. There's something that we are missing. I had somebody recently who I said that to, and I let her borrow my formaldehyde meter, and it was high. She took it over to her parents' house where she had lived fairly recently, and it was higher than her house. So both of them were very, very high levels of formaldehyde, and it's like something's going on, and we started detoxifying more aggressively. And she just said the other day, she's like, I'm already feeling a lot better since we started that. So when something's not progressing the way that I expect, it's like, what is still filling your bucket? Where are you still exposed? What have we not gotten rid of? Or things like that. I see that more more prominent than viral reactivations and things. I think that toxins cause a lot of the immune abnormalities that allow something like Epstein-Barr virus or you know retroviruses, whatever, to, to reactivate, I think that toxins are, are more important. Now, now, just give me two weeks and I'll do an episode on pathogens and I'll say, man, these things are important because you know, uh, now the, now the uh, cases will start coming. But I think that toxins are always super, super important. And then I think in today's world too, like it's just getting worse and worse and worse with pollution and with plastics and with the crap that they're you know, putting in the food and you know, just et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I don't want to go too deep into just a ramble. But again, let me recap. So some of the major concerns, air pollution, heavy metals, mold in the house, formaldehyde, Phthalates, parabens, plastics, endocrine disruptors, um, et cetera. I talked about Countdown, the book. So check that book out. Um, And then I went through a one through 10. So number one was the bucket theory explains everything. Uh, Number two is breathing detoxifies, peeing detoxifies, pooping detoxifies and is really, really important. Uh, And sweating detoxifies and is also really, really important. Those excretion channels. The next thing I talked about was liver and bile flow. So liver, really important, you know, glutathione, methylation, uh, cytochrome P450, phase one, phase two, all the things, all the things, carnitine, uh, mitochondria, aldehydes, all liver, liver, liver. And then your bile's got to be flowing to get the waste from the liver into the toilet where it belongs. Um, I did not talk about enterohepatic recirculation, which I guess I need to real quick. What that means is that when, you're, when your liver detoxes toxins, and it dumps them into the bile and then into the poop to get rid of them, your body recycles bile. Bile is very metabolically expensive for the body. So bile reabsorbs. So if the bile is still bound to the toxins, 
the toxins reabsorb and they get redistributed. And that's a very, very real thing. It's very, you know, it's recognized in the literature and it's, it's a real thing. So that's why binders, binders are going to be one of our solutions when we talk about how to keep the bucket empty and, and why binders are so common, like in mold and metal detox and stuff. And like, you need to take binders to help get the rid of those. And sometimes they're called bile binders also. Um, so liver and bile flow, you've got to keep bile flowing, um, enterohepatic recirculation, things like that. The next one is lymph drainage. You've got to keep your lymphatic system moving, um, through things like rebounding, dry brushing, regular exercise, muscle contractions, um, lymphogens, lymphogenic uh, supplements, um, and then the cell membranes. You know, cell membranes I think was really, really important. Um, it's an often overlooked thing where you hear a lot about coffee enemas and liver detox, and those things have been around for ages. But cell membrane support is often overlooked. You need to change over those cell membranes. You need high amounts of omega threes. You need high amounts of phosphatidylcholine and different phosphatides to change over those oxidized and damaged cell membranes. You also need a high amount of antioxidants just to protect those cell membranes from oxidative stress and stuff. Um, but the cell membrane is really important and they house some of those toxins too. So when you turn those over, you're sometimes still getting rid of toxins. Um, mitochondria, mitochondria. So toxins store in the mitochondria. Toxins block mitochondria. Toxins damage mitochondria and mitochondria power everything. So um, yeah, I mean, quick synopsis, but can't overstate the importance of the mitochondria. And then last was the relative genes, which I'm not going to talk too much about, uh, but we just finished that. So a lot of methylation genes, MTHFR, methylation, C-O-M-T, the M stands for methylation, P-E-M-T, methylation, H-N-M-T, methylation. So really, really important. Next episode is going to be how to empty the bucket. So I already talked about some of those things, but I'm going to go more specifically into a lot of those things, how they work, how we implement them, how I get people to kind of, you know, make that work with their, their actual real lives, you know, um, and, and how it helps get people well. So like, how do we combine these things? And how do you know what your priorities are? How do you empty the bucket is going to be next binders is a lot more than binders, glutathione and sauna. Um, but those are, those are pretty stinking important. Um, so anyway, tune into the next episode. Uh, again, let me just repeat, uh, free 15-minute phone consults can be found on our website. Um, find me on Instagram at autoimmunedoc. Look at my YouTube channel, which I will link a few, uh, at least one video into the show notes so you can just get to that YouTube channel. Uh, and stay tuned for the next couple episodes about more about toxins. Mm-hmm.